amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This podcast is brought to you by Telegraph Local, telegraphlocal.com, the web's only real opinion-free breaking news platform. At Telegraph Local, our team reports and delivers real facts for real reporting. In this day and age, facts are extremely important. Facts matter. Real news matters. The only real place to find these facts is on telegraphlocal.com. So if you, like many, many, many others, are tired of the same misconstrued reality of the world and of the current aggressive political landscape, come on over to telegraphlocal.com. We'd love to have you. Read, comment, share. Telegraph Local, your opinion-free news headquarters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Telegraph Local Weekly Politics Special. We have decided that it was very important for us to get a better understanding, you the listeners and the readers of TelegraphLocal.com, of what exactly is going on in New York City right now with crime and with the massive amounts of shootings, um, the, the very big uptick in crime. It's, it's a tremendous change in what New York City used to be. And in order for us to do that, we thought we really needed to get someone on the ground, right? It seems to me the most obvious way to do it. So we decided to reach out to someone who is well-known in New York City. I lived in Brooklyn for years, and I've seen the guy everywhere. And I thought, what better than to get someone on the show that is literally at ground zero in Manhattan every single day? So Robert John Burke, also known as the Naked Cowboy, for those of you who have been to New York City and have seen him probably everywhere. He was just on ABC last week, which is why I decided to reach out to him uh, because of that interview. It was, it was a really in-depth interview and with a lot of information. But the Naked Cowboy, Robert John Burke, is an American actor. He's a singer, songwriter. He's a, he's a, a regular writer. He's a street performer who sings in New York City's Times Square all the time. And you can't miss the guy because he wears only cowboy boots. He has a hat on uh, and he wears these white briefs. But it's funny because he always has the guitar strategically placed. So it gives the, uh, the illusion of nudity to where he's not wearing anything at all. However, based on the interview I had on ABC, we thought it'd be great to bring him on and to talk to him and find out what's really going on uh, at Ground Zero in New York City. Ground Zero used to be the World Trade Center, and now it's... Uh... So, uh, are, are you there, Robert? Yes, sir. I'm the hey, how you doing, cow. man? 
Great. How are you doing? How's the audio? I'm the naked cowboy. I, I'm doing great. <laughs> that was actually that was actually entertaining. Yeah, I was going to actually give you a spot uh, to play that song in a few minutes, but thanks for kind of bringing the show in with the the naked cowboy. I, I enjoyed that. So, um, so yeah, I was just telling the audience a little bit about you, man. You've been in Times Square since before I can remember, and I I lived in New York for, uh, for eleven years, and I can't remember a time where I went there and. It was you, and it was the Eminem people, and it was, it was many others. But I always got a kick out of it uh, watching you perform yeah. there. And I know you probably made a lot of money. So can you tell everyone exactly, you know, why you why why do you do what you do? What got you into being this the, the naked cowboy? Uh, well, in 1998, sometime around then, I came into. I always say Tony Robbins made me do it. I read a book called Unlimited Power, and it basically it's not what you can do, it's what you will do, and that comes down to a level of motivation. And he has you write out your goals, physical, financial, social, emotional. Now I have historical, physiological, psychological, theological. I mean, again, I'm a, a prolific writer in my journal every single morning, two to three hours before you know I do anything, drinking coffee. Then I work out. Then I do Times Square all day. I'm marketing, promoting, but that's all come from that drive and that consistency and that determination to be the most celebrated entertainer of all time is what I suggested. And the richest, most famous man that ever lived in the history of the world. And someone who would experience exponential growth of my name, brand, and net worth at all times. And I'm the happiest, healthiest, wealthiest, most beautiful man in the world. And I could go on for until eternity. So, <laughs> I bet you could. So anyway, I went to California in 1998. I, I, I got an offer to shoot for Playgirl magazine. Wow. Because I sent nude pictures of myself to gay photographers all over the country trying to get in, like, some magazines. And I was modeling, trying to be a bodybuilder, all these different kinds of things. So Playgirl seemed like a big big deal. Other people said it was stupid, tarnished, don't do it. Anyway, I did it. And when I was out there, I was also at that point trying to be a country singer. I had taken some guitar lessons since I was 16. I started taking singing lessons. And so I went on the beach in my clothes. I had chaps jeans, a flannel shirt, sweat my butt off on Venice Beach, made no money, the photo- and was ignored the entire day. And the photographer shooting me for the nude magazine, Playgirl, said, why don't you play in your underwear do something different? So I played my underwear the next day. He called me Naked Cowboy. I went home to my hometown, did it there in Cincinnati, got arrested, made the news. I already had all my Tony Robbins goals written out, so I was going to – I was bound and determined to take off around the world. I drove from Cincinnati to Key West, Florida all the way to California and back, like 40 cities, got arrested in 20 of them. I called the police and the news on myself. I did that for three years, and now it's been 20 years, six months, and 29 days since I just happened to come east at the suggestion of a friend. Said, you don't have to drive 12 hours across the desert every day. Just go east, and the cities are close together. You can get arrested every three hours. So that's what led me in Times Square, and again, 20 years, six months, and 29 days today, and you know, everything you could possibly do under the sun. I mean, I'm here all day long. I mean, it, it's not really me. It's a square, you know, the attachment to such an, a, a, you know, prolific place and uh, have hopefully at least a, you know, affable personality and, you know, just have a good reputation and being a fun-loving kind of guy despite my underwear. So so when you, when you went to, to New York, did you get arrested in New York too or did you stop calling the cops on yourself? <laughs> no, no, no. When I mean, I have been arrested here. Like a rookie cop told me I had to move. I'd been here for months. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. So they took me downtown. They gave me a ticket. I came back, and I saw the same police officer a couple hours later, and he just smiled walked by, and they, 
They threw it out of court when I went there, and that happened. I also, there was a big red carpet event at Radio City Hall, and MTV was doing this thing, and I was, of course, not invited. I was a nobody. But I got my, well, I was somebody. That's why I rented my own limousine, had them run over the codes, and I jumped up on the red carpet like I was supposed to be there, all the pictures, and then I got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very unique way of uh, of advertising yourself. <laughs> I, when I when I first came to New York, when I first came to New York, as some guy told, uh, basically I met a guy who was a manager. He called me while I was on the road, saw the publicity, said he was an agent. I came out to Hackettstown. So I was staying in Hackettstown and driving two hours every day in New York City. I did that for years before I moved actually here, but every day doing that. But I would come every morning. I have a big old trench coat on, my hat in a bag, my boots, my underwear under my jeans. I'd be in the front row at the Today Show, and next thing you know, the camera's coming around real slow, and all of a sudden I lose the, lose the shirt, drop the pants, put the hat on, and Nate Cowboy's in the front row. I was on the Today Show repetitively doing that, Fox and Friends. Howard Stern, that same thing. I went to Howard Stern, just simply walked up to the building, said, I'm here to see Howard Stern. This was pre-9-11. And I'm like, oh, and I just saw some guy in his underwear, like, okay, 14th floor. And I went up and just walked on one of the biggest shows at the time just because I showed up every day. And, I, you know, I just show up. I'm the show-up guy. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I guess my, my, it leads me to my next question is, now with everything going on in the city – the violence and everything. How's that? How's that affecting you? How's that affecting your, your your wallet? Uh, well, I don't have a wallet because I don't have any pants. Okay. Well, how does it affect your income? Oh, okay. Uh, well, when this happened, because most of my income, well, primarily my income from Naked Cowboy oysters, Naked Cowboy oyster hot sauce, Naked Cowboy wine, Chavayang Blanc, and a Viognier, and a Naked Cowgirl products, and these things that I get residual income from my manager at Naked Cowboy Enterprises, actually, but he's Todd Mark Rubenstein. He's managed me for many, many years. So all my income stopped because the restaurants closed, and then there was no one in Times Square, of course. So I, I mean, all my income stopped, but I'm rich. I don't care. I'm not worried about it. I mean, I'm not doing it for the money. I'll get the money on the back end, no pun intended. Right, right. So, are you have you started back up singing out there and playing playing around, or are you you just kind of roaming around? I, I I I never left. I was here since day one. When everyone left, I put on a mask. I was so freaking out about, oh my goodness, am I going to be considered an essential worker? They're going to throw me out. I came like I always do. I parked in my same spot. I parked my own car. I walk out. I'm, I'm sponsored by the Icon Parking Garage as well. So I just did exactly the same routine every single day. No one was out there except the police officers. But, again, we're, it still it was like the same joy. Nobody being there was actually very unique, and there was press every single day, every single day when I came. I mean, I do six hours with no one except the press and taking pictures in the middle of the street in my mask. And then I'd go home, Google Naked, Naked Cowboy 24 hours, and literally see, like, ten different stories that were shot that day and already on the, you know, on the wire by the time I got home. So that was fun. When the riots came, I wore my Trump underwear and my Trump guitar, went out there each day, right? Because they were on my turf. And again, I'm not again. Black lives matter, absolutely. But as far as the rioting and the, having to board up the stores and those things, I, I don't agree with that. So I felt like they were kind of invading the city some, in some aspects. Uh, so I was just trying to stand, you know, just I'm just saying I was in the middle of these major riots. That was fun. I mean, there was nobody here, and then all of a sudden there's a riot. Like the riots, a lot funner than nobody. And now yeah, I guess the city's coming. Say that, 
and now the city is like it, it, everything is open, not Broadway, and you can't get here unless you quarantine yourself. So aside from the fact that there's no tourists in Broadway, you know, the shows and stuff aren't open, it's like a vibrant city right now, in my opinion. I bet it's busier than any other city in the country. Right, well, look, we're going to we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we get back, there's a couple things I want to ask you. I want to ask you about the riots. I know uh, you got rustled up a little bit by some of the protesters, uh, at least on one occasion. So I want to get into that and um, what else you saw while the, the, the riots were going on. And I want to call them protests, but they, they really weren't. Um, and, and, and kind of hear your opinion on, on where you think the, the state of the city is going. But sit tight. Um, right back. Stay tuned. Thank you. Welcome back to Telegraph Locals Weekly Podcast. We have Robert John Burke, the naked cowboy, with us. Are you still there, Robert? Well, I'm the naked cowboy. I'm keeping it real for you. I'm the naked cowboy. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the intro music. We just should have just used you. So look, man. I, I know um, I've watched the news stories. Um, I know that you had some. You were kind of hassled with your, uh, your your Trump Trump underwear on that day when you were uh, pretty much smacked down into the to the protest to to sing and walk around with the Trump underwear, which is antagonistic, and I love it. Uh, but what happened to you when that when you had to do that? Uh, well, let me give you the whole story. I went down there four times. I come into the city just coming in like any other day, and I had heard them – for the first time I heard them say, Occupy City Hall. And when they had Occupy Wall Street a long time ago, it was like a huge festival, and people were – I still had Obama with a, a line through it. <laughs> so I got in trouble then too. But, but the point is it was like a nice big festival, and I thought, Occupy City Hall? So halfway through the day, not busy yet, just going nuts, got in the cab, went down there. And just I walked right through the place, naively enough my first time, and, you know, they quickly, you're not welcome, you're not. But I had news and cameras all around me. I knew they weren't going to kill me. And if they did, well, it, at least it'd be covered. <laughs> so I felt like I was secure. And I went through the thing, and but they kind of ushered me, ushered me, ushered me, told me I got out of there, and there was no stopping, and the, there's no police inside the – in the court, in the uh, uh, the poop hole city. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, so I got let out. I went down there three more times. The fourth time I went down there, I just got rid of the Trump guitar. And, I mean, each time I did a little less. I stayed a little further away. So the fourth time I went down, I had my, my regular guitar, and I never went in. I just stayed catty corner, and they came over, 
with cameras running. They didn't. No, there was no media there. And they came over and said, sorry about the other day. We're here. You're our brother. I mean, they, so they actually made peace, and it shocked me, and I was happy. I mean, I felt like that's what I was trying to do anyway. But So at the end of the day, after four trips down there, we kind of, you know, and they're like, just don't come. I said, I won't go in there unless you invite me in there. I'm fine with that. And I don't know. I kind of went over a bridge a little bit and pushed down a little bit, but it felt gratifying that even uh, somebody who they wanted to kill three days earlier all of a sudden had a, you know, a, a sense of, you know, all right, we'll leave you alone, you know. Well, have you had that uh, that issue in any other parts of the city? Yeah, I went to Trump Tower two days later and almost got killed. <laughs> they had the Black Lives Matter, uh, de Blasio, with Al Sharpton and his wife beside him, the white guy right between the African Americans, and sticking up for sticking up for New York City and Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower, which clearly is just a like a political jab and unnecessary. It causes divisiveness. I got a lot of news that day, and the one thing that I remember that got resonated I thought was awesome, I said if he was actually in front of Trump Towers in a sign of peace and putting this all together as we're all one, it'd be the greatest thing that ever happened. But unfortunately, that's not what he's doing. And now, since then, they still have it, like, blocked off, the roads blocked down, because they know somebody's going to come by there and drop a 40-gallon pound of paint on it. It's going to be gone. You know, I'm just saying, it's like pettiness, pettiness back and forth it's just silly but that's our mayor oh yeah well de blasio is not really a mayor i I mean he's just i think that i mean i think i know that he's there they have him not under official recall but there's a lot of chatter about him being recalled and and taken out of office uh i I don't know where that's going to go if anywhere but who knows but i know this much i know that retirement for nypd officers is now at an all-time high i know that they just had i think i believe like 1100 recruits that were just canceled for the police academy, which means no more new recruits coming in. Um, and police officers being attacked everywhere. I'm, I'm sure you saw the clip already of uh, the officer being put in the headlock uh, yesterday, the day before yesterday, by some, by some gang members. Uh, does that really make you feel safe? Are you going to continue to play and not really care much about it? Uh, I, I've never seen anything like that in my life here in Times Square. To me, it's all very commercial and wonderful here I, I, I just don't see it and I, I always say I tell everybody since day one what you see on the news is what is not going on the only reason it's on the news is because it's so extravagant so out there so crazy and I know we're having you know protests riots little things going on here and there and a little anti-police sentiment all that kind of stuff but there you're looking at the entire country of the United States and you're looking at very small, isolated incidents that are being thrown in your face all day on Facebook and everything else. I mean, that's my take on it. What's on the news is not what's going on. So, again, a little prudence would say, yeah, it, it may be in the area. I wouldn't take myself somewhere where I've never been and, you know, it's known to be a bad neighborhood. But I would say all in all, what I see in New York is that it went very quiet for a while, and now it seems very vibrant, very protected, Policemen everywhere, and to me, you know, again, I think the reality in the silent majority is everything is fine. Keep your money in the market. Live the dream, uh, and this is just a passing phase. Do you, are you seeing a lot of families and tourists come back to Times Square? I don't know about tourists, but I see a lot of people in Times Square today. Like every yeah. five minutes, I'm interacting with a little group of people, and there's, of course, parents and kids. I would say they're primarily New Yorkers or people who are driving in from a short distance because, you know, okay. you have to quarantine, you know, and, and I don't believe there's flights coming in and all that kind of stuff. So, 
So, so you're saying they had to quarantine. Are they stopping people and writing their name down or something? Or are they, are they, just, they just telling you if you're coming to New York City, you have to quarantine? I just heard on the news that uh, Cuomo had said, if you're coming from Florida, I don't know, we named like the six hotspots. He said, gotcha. we asked if you quarantine. Of course, they're not. There's no way you can quarantine. There's no way you can uh, police that. I'm just saying it's. People can do whatever they want, but it is a deterrent right. because they, they, people will do what they're told to do sometimes, you know, and it yeah, may be yeah. prudent, you know, so whatever. Yeah. But I'm just saying every single day it's been building, and today's been a great day, really nice, and the weather's yeah, great. Cool, yeah. I, I only see favorability, and I only see, I only see the city coming back. It is time yeah. where, I say, even during the uh, corona when there was nobody, the people who were here, I mean, they didn't stop you from coming here. People walked through all day, but just very sporadic. But they all said the same thing. Oh, I just want to be here. Oh, I mean, there are people, like I knew most of them because they're from the area. They just wanted to be in Times Square. And people all over the world, Times Square will always be the most famous place in the world or somewhere like that, whatever. People are going to come here to be in Times Square. And I'm telling you, it's already building quickly, and there's no question about it. If nothing were going on here and people could come here, it'd be packed. Just because it's Times Square. Well, hopefully, it gets back to that uh, that that normalcy every day now. Hopefully, what you're saying today it, it stays that way without uh, without any more interruptions. Yeah. So hope, hope moving forward that that definitely happens. Well, I tell you what, uh, we'll let you get back to your your your, your Nikki Cowboy ways out there. But if you want to lead us out of here with one of your songs, that'd be wonderful. Trump's taking those regulations off the backs of those corporations. Sounds like a good idea to me. Trump's gonna build a wall. That wall's gonna protect us all. Sounds like a good idea to me. He got the economy moving again with lower taxes for you, my friend. Sounds like a good idea to me. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.